You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Horn Frog, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, and we got an exciting show today. I'm sorry about yesterday. Um, I hate missing Mondays because I feel like that's just a good benchmark to have a new episode out after the weekend. But I had a big test for my my day job, and I just felt like I needed to focus on that completely. Um, didn't plan particularly well, so my apologies on that front. But we're here. It's almost Christmas. I'm going to talk about some Christmas gifts in the next segment for TCU Athletics and some of the programs. But right now, I want to discuss a topic that's kind of been kicking around for a little while. Um, a couple days ago, Casey Thompson, Texas quarterback, entered the portal. Now, this was on the heels of Quinn Ewers coming to Texas uh, from Ohio State. Thompson obviously kind of seen the writing on the wall, wanting to come to a place with more playing time. And TCU's name has come up. Now, this recruiting process has been pretty quiet, at least from what I've seen. I have not seen that there's necessarily a front runner. There's already been some movement in the Big 12 when it comes to quarterbacks. Of course, Quinn Ewers going to Texas. Um, we'll see what Caleb Williams does at Oklahoma. But Adrian Martinez, Nebraska QB, headed to Kansas State to presumably replace Skylar Thompson. I think that's a nice pickup for them. Now, Martinez has been inconsistent. And Nebraska's obviously been bad. But he's got some talent. And the bottom line is, like, K-State, I don't know what they have coming in from a recruiting standpoint, but immediately behind Skylar Thompson with dudes like Will Howard, it's uh, it hasn't it doesn't look super promising. So seems like they needed someone to fill that gap, at least for this year, and Martinez can step in and do that. We'll see how well he does that in the coming season. But one of the schools that Casey Thompson has been le- linked to, excuse me, is TCU, which would be intriguing. And, you know, you look at Casey's numbers, which looking at quarterback stats in this day and age is always sort of misleading. Um, But he had a good season from a uh, numbers perspective. I mean, he threw for over 2,000 yards, 2,113 yards, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He was dealing with a thumb injury for a lot of the year that eventually sidelined him towards the end of the season. Um, he came in, you know, Hudson Card won the competition out of fall camp, which surprised a lot of folks. Thompson played really well in the Alabama Bowl when he came in uh, in relief of, uh, of Ellinger. And everybody just kind of assumed, oh, it's his job. Um, but Card beat him out in the preseason. After the, the loss to Arkansas, they made the switch to Thompson. And it seemed like the offense sort of flipped for a couple weeks. You know, Bajon Robinson was running the ball really well. Thompson was efficient. But then things started to go downhill for the Horns. And in that win against TCU, he did not play particularly well. You know, through at least one pick, there were a couple other balls that should have been picked that TCU just missed. It felt like he kept TCU in the game in some ways with his inaccuracy. But he's a talented kid. And I would say... You know, between the injury and the back and forth at quarterback, there's enough there that you might say, okay, get this young man in a fresh situation with a good coach and things can go differently. Sonny Dykes has shown that he can make transfer QBs work, albeit that was mainly at SMU, which is a different level of football. However, I think it's someone you should at least talk to. Now, here's where I'm kind of at with this. 
if you ask me just yes or no, do you bring in Casey Thompson? Right now, I would say no, and this is why I would say that. I think if you're going to bring in a transfer quarterback, I understand the need for depth. I get it. Like, you need you need a good backup QB. And Chandler Morris transferred in last year, and I thought there would be somewhat of a competition. didn't really seem like that was the case. You know, he stepped in for Max in that Baylor game. They won that game. Obviously came back down to earth in a big way against Oklahoma State. But you saw the need for a good quarterback. And the bottom line is Max, just the way he plays, um, he's bound to get banged up, at least banged up. And it's sort of, you know, a question of whether or not he can play through that. But here's where I'm at. If you're going to bring in a transfer QB, I think they need to be just head and shoulders better than the guys on the roster. Like, I just think it needs to be clear and definitive. This is the guy that's going to start for us. And I don't see that with Casey. I don't see that with Casey Thompson. I think he could win the job, but I feel like it would be a battle. And here's my issue, and I'll use the Alex Delton example, which is not the best example necessarily because it's a different situation. There was complete uncertainty at quarterback the year Alex Delton came into the fold. You know, Duggan was a true freshman. They took a chance on Matthew Baldwin, the Ohio State transfer. They took a chance on Delton. It was totally up in the air who was going to win that job. But Delton came in, and I think he expected Mike Collins was on the roster too. Delton came in, and I think he expected to start. And that's what most transfers are looking to do. Like, if you bring them on the roster, they're looking to start. Now, is that the right attitude to have? Do you want guys that compete? Yes, of course. Of course you do. But that's just sort of where they're at when they make that move. And Delton eventually lost the job to Max. And then I don't really know all what went down where he, you know, finally just left the team. But it seemed like what basically happened was the Oklahoma State game, Max got hurt. They put Mike Collins in there. And then Delton was like, oh, well, if I'm the third string guy, I'm just going to bounce because what am I even doing here? So I feel like there's a combination of if you bring somebody in like that who thinks they're going to start, one, you could end up having a disgruntled person on the team. And then, two, I think it alienates the guys you have on the roster, which, like, you would hope Max and Chandler have been around long enough that they would understand how this thing works. And that if somebody else came in, they would just be like, okay, this means I got to compete harder. But I just feel like if you're going to bring somebody in, you can't miss with it. It's got to be somebody that's better than the guys on the roster and that's definitely going to start. Because if you just bring another guy in for depth or to compete and they don't win the job, then I think you could have a problem on your hands from a roster chemistry standpoint. And we're going to see a lot of we're going to see a lot of movement across the board. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be a accountability like I think there should, but I just feel like if you're going to go the transfer quarterback route, it needs to be somebody that is just much much better than the players in the roster currently. And even though I think Max Duggan has his limitations, and I'm not personally as high on Chandler Morris as a lot of people are just because I think we saw six quarters of football from him. Very small sample size. Casey Thompson, in my mind, from what I've seen from him, he's not just stamp it automatically. He's starting next season. Coming up next, a Christmas wish for some CCU athletic programs. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. All right, segment number two on Locked on Horn Frogs. So I'm going to go down the list here. And it's, it's Christmas season. 
Santa Claus is coming to Fort Worth and he's dropping off a gift for, I'll just stay with four of the TCU athletic programs, football, men's and women's basketball, and baseball. Sorry to soccer, sorry to rifle soccer. I don't think they need many gifts. They seem to be in pretty good shape. I think they're, other than the rifle team, the most consistent program on, on campus right now. So let's start with football. What are we bringing? What gift are we bringing to the TCU football program? I'm going to drop off a couple transfer nose tackles. So in this new 335 scheme that Joe Gillespie's bringing to Fort Worth, you need a big dude in the middle. And they got Dominic Williams, the former Cal commit, a true freshman coming in. But then I really don't know who else on the roster kind of fits this mold because they're undersized defensive tackle. And you need a big physical guy in the middle that can take on blockers and can allow your three-man front to thrive, can allow your, your ends to get upfield and be good pass rushers, can blow things up at the point of attack so your linebackers can come up and make stops and run support. And you need more than one because one thing about these big guys – Similar to Zach Evans, they're going to tap their helmet after a couple of plays. Okay? They're going to be like, hey, I need to get out of here. So, yeah. We need, we need some transfer nose tackles. That's, what, that's the gift that we're bringing the TCU football team. And I know Coach Dyke said that they are uh, looking in that area. They're in the market for them. But we need it. Okay, we need we need some some beef in the middle. We need some beef for Christmas dinner, and it's going to come from some transfer defensive tackles, nose tackles, some guys that can play the one technique, the zero technique right over the center. That's a hard position to play in football. It's a very thankless position, but in this new scheme, you need it in droves. So that's the gift we're bringing TCU football, TCU men's basketball. I'm excited about this team. They went on the road to beat Georgetown. Mike Miles had a great second half, 20 points. Eddie Lampkin continues to give them quality minutes. Damian Ball is getting things done. He had a couple threes on Saturday, which was huge. You know, Georgetown's having a tough year or a down year. But still, to go into D.C. and beat the Hoyas, I think that's significant. They handled this stretch against Power 5 opponents really well. Big 12 play coming shortly. They got a couple more non-con games, including tonight against Grambling. Provided they take care of business, they only have one loss in non-conference play before they hit that brutal Big 12 slate. But what does CCU basketball need? Well, they need a three-point shooter. The gift I would bring them, and since it's a fictitious scenario, let's just go with a fictitious gift. Let's get Desmond Bain back on this roster. Desmond Bain, by the way, is just killing it in Memphis. Like, is not only a legit NBA rotation player, is the second best scorer on the Memphis Grizzlies. He's great. And somebody said this. I, I don't remember who it was on Twitter. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to give them credit. But they were like, could you imagine Desmond Bain on this team? And I was like, man, that would be the perfect addition. Because one thing they do struggle with is shooting from the outside. You know, Fran Farabello, I think he's got to be that guy. Like, he's just got to be the more consistent shooter. Check out Bannon can do it, too. 
But you need more guys that can step out and hit threes. Ball did it a couple times on Saturday. If he can do it more consistently, that would be huge. But, you know, Bain, like in his senior season or his junior season, whenever it was that he left, he became the number one scorer. Before that, though, he was just kind of a spot-up shooter. And if you could sort of mold him into this current roster, man, it would be it would be something else. So that's what I'm bringing to TCU men's basketball. TCU women's basketball, currently uh, missing a couple games because of COVID protocols. For them, I would bring another consistent score. And they're trying to find that person. They're trying, like, Tavi Diggs does it some nights, Asia Holmes. Lauren Hurd's been fantastic. They're coming off a big winning at Texas A&M. You just, you need another player that can create their own shot. And, and that's what, like, that's what I feel like TC Women's Basketball is missing. And I hope they can get their feet under them a little bit. You know, that was a big winning at A&M against a ranked opponent. Maybe this will kind of spur them on to, to getting a streak going. But they need a consistent second score, and hopefully they can find that as the year goes on. And then finally, for TCU baseball, they need a big bat in the middle. Braden Taylor, I'm stoked. I think he's going to be great. You know, his pitching staff is young, but I think there's a lot of hope there, led by hopefully Austin Crowe at the top of the rotation. That bullpen's going to be nasty. Marcelo Perez, Garrett Wilson. I mean, there's other guys. Like, I think that bullpen's going to be really nasty this year. But later in the season, it was just too hard to score points. And they need, man, they need another big bat in the middle. And they just need more bats at the top of the lineup, too. Luke Boyer started to come on at the end of the year. Going to need him this year. Elijah Nunez has, has got to be more of a threat this year than just finding a way to get on base via walk. You know, you got to find a way to, to get some hits. But past Braden Taylor, who's providing the power for this team? That's my big question for TCU baseball. They're ranked 13th in the first uh, preseason poll, by the way. And that's coming sooner than you think. We'll have baseball in February. So it's, you know, we're, we're basically a month, month plus, month and a half away from talking about college baseball again, which is really exciting. This is, that'll do it for Locked on Horned Frogs. I'll be back again tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is your daily TCU podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.